Welcome to Popgram. Yay! Episode 99. <laughs> Wonderful, like a 99 flake. Like Ooh. a 99 flake. Yeah. Oh yeah, keeping it British. <laughs> 1999. <laughs> This variance, yeah. <laughs> okay, I refuse to have popgram be called a variant. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah, variant popgram. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for you people. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. Okay, right. Um, since we're um, yeah, all yeah, kind hold on, hold on, people. 99 in this current variant. Are you rating and are you reviewing? Are you doing it? Are you doing it too? Are you doing it? Because me, I'm not seeing anything from this. Are you sharing with your loved ones? Basically, this should be like an emergency um, PSA. Say, oh, go, you guys, you need to listen to program. So share, rate, review. Do it. <laughs> this this joke told. of do it that we've done for like, I don't know, five years now? <laughs> no, for 99 episodes, as, as, as Honey has just said. Mm. So do it. That <laughs> I don't even anyone even know the reference of the do it now. I mean, geez, isn't this that Star, movie um, so old? Isn't and Hodge? Yeah, Ben Stiller. It's Starsky and Hodge. Do it. <laughs> do it. Oh my god, it's so aged. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's start with the news. I don't know why I did that. I'm not to. sure either. No, I'm not sure either. This just said it. Didn't have to dance it. Okay, let's start with the news. <laughs> um, did you hear the news about Stranger Things? The news yeah. about Stranger No. That they're back. It is back. The release dates have been um, announced. So the next season, which I think is the fourth season, is mm. going to be is going to be released in two parts. So there will be a first part that's going to debut on the in uh, May twenty seventh. And then the second part will be July the 1st. And there will be a fifth and final season that will occur the following year. Which so with the kids now being in their 50s, no. when it actually comes to the final season? Because me, at the age... Because looking at the pictures of the kids now, I'm going, mm, if you're 16 to go at Demogorgons, there's more to this than, you know... If you're, you know if you're 11 years old and you talk about Demogorgons, okay, but... 15, 16, people start thinking because the older you get, the less adults believe you. But then, to be honest, adults generally don't believe kids anyway when kids are even telling the truth. But as sure. teenagers, you know, they're less believable. So I don't know. I think there'll be a time jump for episode five, um, for the fifth season. Ah, mm-hmm. where their own children will then have. Oh, no. Maybe they will now be their real age in the ah. fifth, is my guess. Okay. I mean, I don't because, know how because they if are they're really... doing. Anytime they do parts one and part two and it's split in a season, so far from what we have been watching, they are going to make a massive sort of change or decision. And then, then they work their way back. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, I read that, and, well, I, I forgot that the series started in 2016. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it did start in 2016. <laughs> 
No wonder, yeah. no wonder they are so grown up now. Because I completely forgot it was that long ago. And then also with the COVID it. break as well, they would have shut up. Mm. So yeah, I don't exactly. know how they're going to explain that away. Because these g- kids are not 13 any longer. Mm. Or 12. No, not. So I think no. they'll need to make it realistic. Because I always find it really bizarre when I see people who are older playing younger characters. It just takes me out. Actually, it could be that this season they actually maybe um, move time forward, actually. Mm. Because it, mm. it might not be believable because it has been over two years since the last one, right? Yeah, yeah before so, COVID. Who knows? We'll see. Mm. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how that rocks up. Well, and what's the other, other show they've announced, Mo, that is way more important than this? They've announced another show? Yes. What show is that? Uh, that takes place in the town. Oh God! Where do you know about that show, Bridgerton? Yeah, where do you know that's coming out next month? No, no, yeah, but the oh, proper... it's because it's your face. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, baby. I no no. It's because I realized something. It's because you are one of those people. So a proper um, a proper this. trailer has actually been shown. Not a teaser. Oh. Not one screen. An actual trailer of the whole season. Oh, has okay. Actually you know, been I don't trailers. Mm, I, I yes, I know. Um, oh, are you so, excited? Yes, of course I'm excited for for the town. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Unashamedly, I'm a fan. So. I do. But I like that actually because this, this this is a podcast where we don't do toxic masculinity. Mm. Exactly. Where the guys on our podcast love Bridgerton and like exactly. gossip. Exactly. Gossiping and wearing pink. We don't care. <laughs> yeah. We love what we love. Okay. Yeah. Bridgerton will be coming out next month as well. It'll be interesting to see if. Um, they're going to get the viewership that they got the last time with, you know, the, the, the Duke of Hastings leaving and everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Squid Game now being the highest rated show. It'd be interesting if Bridgerton topples it. Just to see. I think they may need to do what they do for a lot of this chocolate. They may need to bring a bit more smart in because that may be what gets people talking. Uh, and they, they, need, the they need someone. They need someone who's going to... One of the okay, so obviously the audience don't know that I've been reading a lot of chick flicks this oh, year. Oh yes, yeah, a lot. And off the back of that, I'm thinking you always need an anchor male character that a lot of the women will find moderately attractive, so they can project their own sexuality onto this mm, male character. I think there is in this and one, but I just don't know if they've, been, they've shown him. We, we'll see, we'll see. Um, and it needs to be universal, so basically a Europeanized view of. You know, good-looking masculinity, which if that's if you want to get more bang for your buck, because we've been socialized to accept that a Westernized or European um, masculinity is well, the most basically is your default. So who knows? But if they can bring some um, characters that are more definitely ethnic and make them into you know sex symbols, that might also work for a certain for certain demographics. You've not have you seen the trailer? No, oh, why am I going to watch a trailer of a TV show? No, if <laughs> no, it's because what you are saying, you are describing the trailer. That's oh, what am I? Was I? Like. Yeah. Are you being, yeah, uh, no, I, I said no, they've tried as a guy. I just we have. I just yeah, because him, yeah. obviously, I think the 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 female lead is Asian. Yeah, in ethnicity. Yeah, but is that the brothers and, uh, have not been hitting it with most people? If you say, does she have a brother? Yeah, yeah, I think oh, she okay, has good. brothers, and and it actually looks like there's a little bit more. Uh, diversity in the show um but we'll see we'll see because okay. it's not anyone i've seen very clearly it's a very 
rapid quick trailer so mm. okay that's that's good because i've seen the brothers from the bridge to um from the thingy family and to be honest <laughs> you're missing nothing <laughs> oh dear lord okay um then let's move on to something else that made the rounds this week the super bowl the super bowl halftime specifically don't really care yes. about the actual <laughs> football match i think it was won by the la rams the only thing i know about uh the la rams that i remember f- Seven or ten, eight years ago, Amazon made a TV show about what would be like if LA actually had a football team because they didn't have a football team. <laughs> so I remember when the LA Rams were established, I remember thinking, oh, they finally got a football team and now they've won the Super Bowl. That's all I know about it. Okay, I think you know more than Do I? I combined with Because we, when it comes to American football mm-hmm. or basically <laughs> rugby with pads, you know, <laughs> it's not my thing. <laughs> well, it's only because I watched that TV show. I mean, even when Amazon used to do those pilots, those pilot things, then you vote which show you want that you feel should get a full season. Mm. It was one of the shows. You don't remember Amazon first? Mm-mm. It was ages ago. No. Oh, yeah, I remember anyway. that Amazon did that, but I don't know. Mm. I was not going to watch in any of their stuff. Oh, yeah. My, the way I see it is, if you're going to give me content, stand 10 toes down and do it. Don't ask me, oh, vote. Because stories develop. So I always have a bit of... Um, Misgivings when the company says, "Well, you voted for this," and I'm like, "Well, I didn't know it's gonna be shit." When <laughs> you lied to me. The pilot was fantastic. Anyway, mm. um, so yeah, the half the um the halftime show was what really basically got all the you know conversation going. Um, it was I don't know. I hate it when the interview was like, "Oh my god, it was the millennial halftime show? It was the millennial X halftime show? It was for people born in the eighties and nineties? Whatever." It was good music, and I think everybody kind of stood with that so it was uh dr dre um eminem snoop dog uh, uh, mary j blige and kendrick by 50 cents oh, yes the kendrick lamar part was amazing and yeah. i was i was like this had to be choreographed by someone amazing and it was actually choreographed by fatima robinson I don't know if everyone remembers her, but she was this mm. black choreographer to do Janet Jackson, Backstreet Boys back in the day, and she actually choreographed that whole bit. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. But it was awesome. Did you guys see the um, American Sign Language guy do, um, sign, doing the sign language for that bit? No, I only watched them. Um, it was Kendrick amazing. Lamar. I didn't yeah, watch anything else. Section. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that. See um, okay. I didn't watch Dre. I did not watch 50 Cent. I did not watch Major Blige. That's the only part I watched, and that was it for me. Why? Um, I'm a I, surprised. I have issues. I feel very... I think Kendrick Lamar has, been, has something interesting to say and has been having a lot of interesting stuff to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think the others did, so I wasn't going to give them my watch time. Okay. Interesting. Fair okay. enough. Okay. I watched uh, the whole um, halftime shows, 40 minutes. Um, it was, I mean, the music has always been good. It's, it's there. You can always it's listen to people. what it is. Yeah, there's mm. nothing special about it. I thought it was, um, I don't know. I don't watch a lot of halftime, this halftime show stuff. And it, it seemed okay, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched it really because, you know, when I went to go cut my hair, um, mm. the, my barber was 
talking about it emphatically mm. with um, um, the other clients. And I was like, okay, these people are really into this. Okay, because I, I wasn't planning on watching it initially. Mm. So I decided to watch it. Yes. And I thought, okay, it's good. The Kareem Lamar bit was okay. I think the choreography was, was good. But I felt that the style in which the choreography was done um, was actually more or less the same for every, no, for almost everyone else in terms of I, I did think like the the structure in which they all stood to do their performances was interesting um, uh, the way the movements was actually interesting for people who I know are maybe past it for performing on stage uh, as an example so for instance Dre He's an old man now. 50 Cent shocked me because he was trying to look young, but I could tell that he was a very, very fast 50 Cent, basically. So are you saying that basically is that that usher one where you're like, give him a chair, stop him down, stop him the man is tired. The only person that actually seemed to defy time... It's always the women. ...was, no, was Snoop Dogg. Okay. Right? He actually looks like, he's, he, like he's only slightly older than when he was younger. Everybody else, I was thinking, mm, I don't think this. I suppose it's relaxed. I don't think you should be doing this anymore. You Why? don't have to do Why? this. Why? So ages. That is ages. No, it's not. Mm, it's not ages. Is that I think that is like I don't want them. I don't. I. I was uncomfortable with the fact that we want something good, so we're going to trot out the um, best, the best and over, the legends that should be resting. You know, I. I just feel like there are other people that. Actually, they need to. Well, the young people haven't stepped up, so I, yes, I, yeah, so yeah, yeah. exactly. That, that's one. I don't dispute and number that. two, and, and number two, they're not that old. Let's think about it. In the UK, mm. um, retirement age is sixty-five. Yeah. So by that token, um, someone like Mary J still has what fourteen more years to go. Fifty Cent has about ten more years to go. Um, what do you call it? Eminem, who is forty-nine, has what? Um, fifteen more years to go. So I'm I, sorry. I understand that. that. Makes no sense I, look, to me. I understand that. Let me let me land. Okay, I don't think like for instance, I thought that um, Kendrick Lamar was a very good addition, energetic. and I felt to myself that okay, yes, he needs to do more of these because he's energetic. He's still young. I mean, he's still one of the new crop. I was expecting, actually, that him. As much as I don't like Drake, Drake, there are certain people. Drake is of, Canadian. Oh, is that why he can't do it? No, I'm just saying he's Canadian, so I don't know how American it will yeah, feel. Because look, yeah. I'm not jingoistic, but I um, American oh, okay. sometimes tend I didn't to realize be it happened. Okay, okay. Well, I just thought that there were certain people like that that maybe they could have put on there to perform. And... Or just get the City Girls, Doja, Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> but, exactly. But it, it was right. It was interesting. Um, I don't, you know. I, I, I I don't condone the whole thing anyway, just because of I still remember uh, Jay Z yeah, and his we bullshit. Still I still know what's under what cloud this has been. The done. NFL is under the fact that even coaches have come to actually accuse the NFL I of know, racism. I know. Did you hear about the coaches? Far yeah, away. and mm. also to me, I feel it's slave labor because if you're not getting paid, why are you not getting paid? And the fact that Major Blige with her whole fucking mouth could actually get on. 
publicly and say she doesn't mind the fact that she's not getting paid are you mad She's was she the only one that didn't get paid or did all, none of them get paid? I, I don't know the details, but I know she didn't get paid and she was comfortable with that. This is a woman who has to go on tour to pay the alimony to her ex-husband who well, spent all her money. Does she have no it, fucking pride? Could it be because oh, I know that she did, she performed, but she also was in this particular advert which got broadcasted at the Super Bowl. So maybe she got paid for that. Because I mean paid in kind. that one. Yeah, I didn't hear that she didn't get paid for that one. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. I just give the yeah. I mean, yeah. It's I can't get down. But she label. has her reasons for whatever she said. Cause but me, I can't eat publicity. So and on top of all this, it's not like her video that she did actually got that many views off the back of what she did at um, the Super Bowl. So for me, it's almost like don't play yourself, woman. And also the fact that she was the only woman on that stage in terms of from a performance perspective because i bet all the men are like yeah 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 bro 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 they're like fuck optics don't look right we need a woman it just mm, i don't know man that's Mm. but look i just i didn't watch it so i shouldn't even be judging it but the whole um the whole atmosphere around it just gives me a bit gives me hives or as benny mark would say makes my ass itch i I also want to mention so yeah go on go on go on I said Super Bowl stuff always gives me the heebie-jeebies because to me it's a money-making exercise. The fact that the ad slots cost so much, they feel as if that everyone's a sitting duck so they can just, you know, throw whatever they want at them. Once uh, this year, it was NFTs. Um, I know that we, we no longer do, like, um, unfortunately, because I did enjoy in the past, no longer do the ad nonsense for the Super Bowl ads. But mm. there was a lot of talk about the ads this year because there was... They said majority of it were NFT ads or crypto ads <laughs> as well. Hmm. Um, there's a particular one which they, which they said was the winner of like, according to AdMeter and stuff, that was, um, it was a, what's it called this thing? Why am I blank? A, a, a scan thing? Shit. Tell me the name. The thing where you scan your, with your phone. Um, why am I blanking on the name? You know that? QR code. QR code. It was a QR code hmm. that was bouncing on the TV, very much like a DVD Player. You know when you put a DVD player on save and you have the DVD video mm, thing mm, bouncing mm, on the screen? Mm, mm. They had like a QR code that was just bouncing on the screen for 30 seconds. And then people obviously go, oh, what's that? And they, um, it was for Coinbase. And you scan it and then, I don't know, you get introduced to Coinbase and everything. And all the ad experts were like, oh my God, it blew our minds. It was so, so good. And I think Larry David did one a crypto ad as well where he's like someone that was through history was saying that things are not going to work. Like, oh, the first toilet. Oh, not never going to work. Oh, the first um, microwave. Oh, it's never going to work. And then someone gives him a crypto. Like, I, I think my issue work. with all these ads but, is the fact that, number one, from a crypto perspective, a lot of this is not safe. So oh, I don't no. think they should be broadcasting it. So that's one. That's Secondly, what I'm saying. A lot of companies were also putting in ads and they're union busting. They're saying that there's not enough money for them to pay their employees and they're, they're busting unions in America, but they have a lot of money to waste on some stupid advert that doesn't even going to that's not going to really have that much impact um from a company perspective. I think in this economy particularly, I am kind of like I am very, very uncomfortable about excess and it just felt maybe that's just me just no something feels really really off this year yeah something just feels really off about a lot of things for me in terms of the proliferation of all these nfts cryptos and it to me it feels like they know that a lot of people are hanging on with you know or by their fingernails 
and they're just looking to find a way to just mine them and mm-hmm. go, oh, there's hope here in this. And we know these people are going to lose their money most of the time. We know that this is not right for a lot of people. Just pay people better. Sorry, rant. I think, I think my main issue with NFTs, um, I think what's sad is that in 2020 and 2021, when we said increasingly talking about um, uh, the environment and about energy use, it's a bit, it's very sad and very depressing that everyone is doubling down on this NFT craze, which creates unimaginable amounts of energy that we can't afford right now. Yeah. I think that to me is the really, really sad thing about it because year on year, um, mining is costing more and more energy, more and more, you know, you can't, you literally cannot do it with any machine you have right now. And our machines are very, very powerful right yeah. you cannot mine a single thing with normal home products you have to now start using very expensive industrial standard gpus and cpus which cost eats a lot of energy and i and i find it interesting that that the same celebrities who would say and um, praise oh, yeah. that um yeah up there is it the up there or whatever that show um, was on netflix yeah. don't look up uh, don't, don't look, look up, up and oh talking mm. about our environment and then the same people are now Trying to share with you on NFTs, that is so crazy to me. But you know they're going to do. And then NFTs, and then you have them on blockchains, and then you. Oh my god! Yeah, we'll talk about this hopefully in in a future um, podcast. (laughs) Well, not nerd. Yeah, but but I understand that a lot of people are excited about it because it's a pop cultural thing. Mm. But it just feels a bit weird to me now. That's very interesting. The ad thing I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, stuff was it was really weird. Um, the the only ads that. Well, can I quickly say something? Sorry, mm. this is a bit of a diss. Um, I thought you guys would watch the full thing, but you guys didn't. So let me state it. Um, 50 Cent was, this, was a... Was a I saw uh, him. He came on the... You saw him perform. It was, it was not um, announced. So it was almost like a secret kind of performer. And mm. oh my God, guys. For someone who constantly disses people on Twitter, his performance was terrible. He was out of breath right he was actually fat right because if you look at his face they're going oh okay someone is enjoying i I know that he's making his money and his performances but the reason i'm going to diss him is because this is the same thing he would do to anyone else you can't come on that performance with a song that everybody knows you for you know that um in the club in In the club no no he's in the club in the club club. and you can't even perform it he he was out of breath. He was missing the words. I was standing, going, "Oh my god!" And this is guys who got dragged this. you just for having he your edges. Yeah, he got this. They didn't dress him did. enough. Even oh, Dre, I saw, who I actually looked this. like, "Oh, I'm not going to move that much because yes, I'm an old man," actually delivered. Right? Eminem, I thought, okay, maybe I passed your thingy, delivered. You know, this he's guy, always bouncing around yeah. with excess energy. But this guy, I was standing, oh my God, maybe they should have put him upside down. I don't know what the hell was happening. They shouldn't, have even, they shouldn't have even put him right side up. Because, you know. Sluggish, sloppy. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that, like, wow, he was terrible. But anyway. Yeah, he, he was actually terrible. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you were suppo- yeah. You were going to say something about, um, I don't know if he's the, uh, there was an ad you said you liked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just two, two other, th- uh, two last things. One, there's an ad I saw that I actually did like. It was for Cheetos. Was it for Cheetos? Or Lays? One of the two. They're interchangeable to me because I don't eat those things. Can't be um, that effective. But I know. Not, 
actually is Lay's. It's Lay's. Okay. It's not Cheetos. Cheetos was Megan Thee Stallion. No, it was um, Lay's. It was um, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen. Yes, and Seth Rogen, and they were playing, and they were playing themselves. And the golden, because it was Lay's golden, it was Lay's golden. So they were showing their golden memories together from when they first met and just things that have happened to them to like, there's like the premises that Paul Rod um, said, said Rogan was getting married and they were looking back at their golden memories together. And it was just a very simple yet hilarious ad because to be honest, those two sold it. They must have paid them a lot of money, but I just thought it was cute and charming. Did they feature really the products? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to do a whole ad nonsense. Yes, they, 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 they did. But you're just like products. really crazy gold. I don't. Well, mm. they did. They did. They did. I think after watching, well, yeah, maybe you have to watch it. The, maybe you have to see it. You have to see it. Because but I guess my after favorite... all the crypto and car ads, I just like palette cleanser. It was simple. Mm, okay, it was so. like palette cleanser. Yeah, because I didn't really like Megan's um, Cheetos ad. Even. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Really no, it's because uh, anytime I don't obviously I haven't I even I didn't even watch it this year. Maybe I actually will. But every time there's a Super Bowl um, ad season, I always enjoy um, the ads by uh, the guy who did Anchorman. Will Farrell. Will Farrell. And will this Farrell. is a simple ad it does for alcohol, and I don't like Will Farrell that much. But those ads make me laugh because it's very simple. It's about thirty seconds. And it's just wacky and very interesting. So someone who has money to burn. And he just does it every year. But it's yeah. really, really clever. Or something, whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I always go, they, okay, that's yeah. very interesting. But You can tell that they were trying to, um, they're trying to replicate that, that kind of formula of getting the right talent in some of these ads. Mm. I know a lot of, the reason why I did a little deep dive on it was because someone on my clubhouse group talked about it and i was like okay i need to read these ads because all the market people were going mad and i was like okay <laughs> let's see what they're going mad about um the zendaya ad um which i don't remember what it's for um squarespace it was for squarespace it was actually quite cool uh mm. it was seashells seashells by the seashore and it was just like she started shelling a seashells company and andrew 3000 pops up at the end it was actually a cool ad it was it was all right um, andrew the, 3000 that yeah a lot of people were talking about interesting yeah but the one I found really odd were the odd pairings. Like they had one that had like um, Brie Larson, um, the guy from uh, the the father from American Pie, uh, it, 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 and somebody. Else. It was just random, and you're just like, okay, so obviously you're all in the same agency. Your agency said, guys, there's this car ad. We're gonna put five of you in it. Just act natural and like you hang out all the time. It was weird because deny. Um, Denai from um, Walking Dead was in it as well. Mm. Was yeah, and I was just like, I've, yeah, I was like, girl, I was like, I've, this is weird. <laughs> it just doesn't mesh. But yeah, they had a lot of ads like that where they put random people. Like Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen, I know that they're friends. So it, the chemistry was organic. They also had one with, um, um, what's his name, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. We know those two are friends. So mm. it just seemed normal. But the ones where they were just throwing celebrities together, I was just like, uh, what is the rela- I've never even heard any of them talk about each other. <laughs> what is the relation here? This is bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, you can have okay. they're all online. Have a look at some of them if you want to be amused. But yeah, okay. this is the ads for the year. Um, so the news has come out that Coachella has announced that they will not require attendees to wear any masks 
of be vaccinated yeah, or tested for coronavirus um, mm. when it basically when it starts in April. Uh, so, um, Coachella and Stagecoach basically released this um, statement saying that <laughs> there will be no vaccination testing or mask requirements at Coachella and Stagecoach 20, um, 2022. That you're, basically you're on your own if you get sick. <laughs> and that, so oh, do you know, know what I've put this on as? Coachella what? looking to make COVID go even more viral. Oh, <laughs> there's going to be a Coachella variant. Like, for sure, for sure. <laughs> it's just insane. They're just And I heard that the people behind Coachella are like these really right-wing Republicans who don't believe in COVID. So that's this thing. That's probably why they are just like, fuck it. Just everyone come. There's, you know, the but pandemic But to me, whoever decides but... they're going to go to Coachella or whoever decides they're going to perform at Coachella based on this, then I'll be looking at you side eye. I'm not going to be fucking with people who decide that they're going to yeah, um, perform at Coachella with this type of rules. So any artist who's doing it now, I'm going, okay, so that's you. Because I think people need to start holding a lot of celebrities and people accountable and just go, look, mm-hmm. they may go, oh, well, I'm doing it for the money. Oh, really? After they've done, they've said this, you're doing it for the money. Okay, I'm not fucking with you any longer. I can't. I'm really, I really heard. tired. No, no. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Just try, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm, I'm just... <laughs> Look, I no, know what you mean, but... I think after this last two years now, um, my money is working. I'm making my money work for me. You know? I'm going to do a whole big show of like, I don't fuck with this. I don't fuck with that. I don't fuck with you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you know? fuck with you. <laughs> exactly. I don't have I time for that in my life anymore. I know what you mean, but um, if people are looking to the artists who are performing at Coachella because Kanye is uh, headlining. So that kind of tells you, oh, you fucking... But already, we know who we don't fuck with, so... Exactly! We definitely don't fuck with him. Um, So, yeah, good luck to everybody who's going to waste their money and go to Coachella. Like, you know... At least it'll be an experience before you die. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Your life is in your own hands. Um, Right. J.J. Abrams has announced that they're, they're shooting a new Star Trek film. By the end of this year, they're um, having yet like um, they still haven't casted you know uh, Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto, Zoe Zandana, Zoe Zandana and um, Carl Urban yet. They're still in nego- negotiations, but they're saying that it's going to happen. And I actually forgotten that there was even a third Star Trek movie. So that's where I remember him from the guy from Boys. I forgot he was in Star Trek. Mm, mm. Yeah, he was Carl um, the Doctor. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Carl Urban, and so he was I, also. I, um, he did um, that British. It was actually very good. Uh, Dread. Dread. Yes. Oh, I watched he it. He was so good. The movie wasn't good, mm. but he was so good as Judge Dread. That guy can embody uh, something. He's. He, I actually like him as an actor, but unfortunately for him, is. But anyway, go on. Are you excited about the new Star Trek movie? Not really. No. Why? I think they need to i i think the fact is they're not very clear on what they're looking to do with star trek movies i think if they decided that they were going to create a whole you know a whole story and then look to basically realign everything you know the way they've taken star wars and they've said Mm -hmm. okay this is the was it this is the what's that story um the way you always say that this is 
no, no, not the origin where you're going, okay, oh, this canon. is the canon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. So if they say, okay, this is Star Trek canon, we're trying to get from here to here. These are the stories around it. Mm-hmm. And then they look to bring us into that universe with clear view of where they wanted to get to from beginning to end. That works. Because I think what they need to do is make it a bit like Star Trek Troopers, which I finally watched, <laughs> and almost talk about Starfleet Academy, mm. and then use that as the golden thread of all these different stories. Mm. So you can talk through, okay, how they were young and they went on this mission. And then this is how Thingy then did something great, and then Captain Picard got his ship. Mm. And then do that for almost the different ones, Captain Kirk. It works a lot better that way, because if you can see, oh, it's almost like a Starfleet Academy, and then the stories fall, come off that... And then as the Starfleet Academy... Keep, and I'm just doing this off the fly. No one's told me this before. I'm just doing this off the fly, coming up with these ideas. But if you have that as kind of like the golden thread, what you can then do is you can walk through all those stories mm-hmm. without having to keep rebooting and telling origin stories all the time. Yeah, but but look, I actually think you're correct. And then Starfleet then evolves with the wait, time. Wait, wait. So you change Oh, the first directive. What, no, what no, came about? Honey, no, nothing wrong with what you're saying. That's n- never going to happen. Okay. The reason it's not going to happen is because I actually disagree with what you said about Star Wars. Star Wars is as fucked up as Star Trek. <laughs> it, it is. Actually, currently, there's going to be about, what, maybe 20, uh, 12 movies, TV series that even a big fan here in Birmingham, he's not interested. The reason is because exactly like Star Trek and Star Wars, the problem is that somebody might have had an idea in the beginning, but the people, the people that be, never bought the into that idea. Execs. So what they did was they bought into certain movies and certain TV shows. Because they think and too short term. And that fragmented story, exactly. They think too short term, but they need some. But that's why you need someone who's a custodian of the canon. The way um, Kevin Feige is a custodian for yeah, Marvel. Yeah, but, and, but the fact is, those people are rare. I know so, so those people didn't exist beforehand. At least well, I'm that's saying, but, ideology. But it can happen now. So someone can be a custodian of the Star Trek canon. And I know J.J. Abrams may think he is, he isn't. You but, know, and but, then but hold on, go. hold on. But this is the problem. Sorry. The difference between Marvel and these two is that, okay, and you're right. Um, Thingy, um, Feige, Feige, who is a custodian of the TV, of the media world, is going, okay, we are going to piecemeal, make sure that we strategically pick from the books. The problem with Star Wars and Star Trek is that according to people who I've spoken to, because I don't read them, is that there are a lot of canon and non-canonical um, books written about Star Wars and Star Trek. That's the problem. And because there's so much of it, and people, random people just used to, they used to just sell the license, and people just write stories. The problem is that everyone... But don't they, but does, Disney now owns the license. Disney, yeah. Okay. No, not for Star Trek. For Star Wars... No, for Star Trek, yeah. don't they? Star Wars, oh no! Star Wars. Sorry, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. when Disney bought yeah, Star Wars, what they did, you're right, is they that they they, yeah, they decided to decanonize some content and canonize some content. The reason people are not happy is because they removed threw away a lot of good stories and kept some bad stories. Right? Okay, okay. Now with Star Trek, they yeah, I forgot done that about yet. that about mm. the fact that actually Star Trek isn't owned by an entity the same mm. way. It's still the is it the Rottenberg family? Yeah, Roddenberry yeah. family. Roddenberry family. Yeah. And yeah. the problem is that they were selling licenses. I think the Roddenberry family need to bro- coalesce, bring coalesce all these things everything together. together. Exactly. And I think, and I unfortunately, I do think they're doing exactly what Star Wars is doing because remember they are now doing cartoons they're doing tv shows they're not doing their own paramount plus they're trying to create one home for star trek the reason i'm not interested is that it doesn't seem 
to be cohesive cohesive enough for me it's almost Mm -hmm. like what they're trying to do is even though star trek was diverse it wasn't diverse enough and now they're trying to ret they're trying to retcon it like that is why um discovery Discovery was such a big problem for a lot of people because they're going "Ah, but um thing is doesn't have a sister and why the sister be black and I love the fact that they did that, but look how they've messed up the story because, they, you know, they're, they're trying to do too but, much. Yeah, and the fact it. is, people come to the table and they may have an appetizer, but when the entree or the main comes in, they're not sure how to navigate Thank it. Thank you. So the and reason- then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, are we having breakfast or are we having dinner? <laughs> Because because the reason okay so let me get to the main meat. The problem mm. I have a, a problem with this movie, Dukbe, is mm. that this movie has certain characters that are in the Discovery universe as yeah. well. Star Wars, yeah. Star Trek, but I don't yeah. know if the canon of Discovery going is going to, to work for the fourth movie when they've done three movies and they've not yeah. talked about that canon. So it just feels and, like and the fourth remember- movie is going to be retconning itself but, but you're also forgetting though that there are also movies within movies because there were movies for next generation the movie then yes, there's also picard, yes, then there's picard. Thank and, you're you. just going, and, things, and the timeline doesn't mm, seem to make sense work. so that's why i'm not excited because it looks like they are even creating more of a confusion around mm. because when you because i thought you were going to say they were going to reboot it but now they're okay they're trying to talk to this old cast i'm well, like okay well, well they were going to reboot it before remember that they had this there was this director called uh sj clarkson that was going to do a version but he his own fell through due to salary negotiations quentin tarantino was going to do um was going to reboot it but then it never materialized and then um when a new executive joined in joined paramount i think they just called jj abrahams the same way they called jj abrahams to fix <laughs> The last Star yeah, Wars movie, yeah, yeah, they're like, okay, yeah. we tried, we tried being adventurous, didn't work. Let's just go back to what worked, kind of thing. Because they often I mean, let's see, to fix all their reboot problems. Let's see what happens because obviously, I also heard about that new Star Trek TV series with Anson um, Elgot. Elgot, yeah. Um, Is you know, the character work? We, Oh no, no, not Anson Elgot. Sorry. Yeah, because we say Sorry. His name is also A something. You know, in Discovery, the captain that we liked, his oh, series, his series, Pike. Uh, Pike, Captain Pike, Pike, his series is actually going to be done okay. as well. Now, what I like about it, the reason why I'm not sure about the movies is that that TV series is almost like they're, re- they're recasting the old, you know, the, the first Star Trek with, yeah, um, with new characters. Mm. You know, the, the, lots of Nigerians in it, by the way, surprisingly. Um, quite a few characters. It looks more interesting, but I cannot reconcile that with the movie. Reconcile that with the yeah, yeah, Because yeah. the movie okay. also has a pike. It has all the characters mm. in the TV series. But if it's the same canon... Look, to me, they're, they're just doing a DC. Wait, thank, yeah. you, thank you, thank you, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, we should have just said that from the beginning. We should have just said that from the beginning. You cannot, you cannot, um, honey. Why do you let me waste my breath? You have just said it's a DC. That's it. That makes <laughs> I'm sense. Sorry. Say that. I was like, you can't expect everyone to be like Marvel. I mean, yeah. I got semi spoiled on uh, No Way Home, and I have to say, Feige is on it. That's all I would say. I, I'm actually like, yeah, it checks out in terms of. Honey's custo- when Honey said the custodian remark because of I got spoiled yesterday, I was like, yeah, from what I've heard, yeah, he's actually gone like, so this is what we're doing, <laughs> mm. A to B, and this is, it. look, 
yeah i agree yeah and, and when you look at what kevin feige is doing and you look at what everyone else is doing and obviously i don't want my life to bleed into podcast but that's but. one of the things that always frustrates me because there's so many companies at this point in time thinking to transform to do this and they don't never have a custodian of the vision who's like fuck y'all this is what we're doing if you don't like it exit right or exit left and take other people who are willing to think about it on that journey. And looking at what Feige is done with Marvel, it's so eye-opening if you wanted to do a case study of why things don't work yes. generally. You know what I thought? Mm. You guys are right. And honey, you are specifically right. Because there are three people I know that custodians and their works are working. Kevin Feige for Marvel. Amy, whatever, for Spider-Man. Amy Pascal. Uh, Pascal. Amy Pascal, because well, Amy Pascal has been the custodian since the beginning. Mm. And um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Barbara Broccoli for James Bond. Mm-hmm. At least the, mm-hmm. the current. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, those are three people that go, oh, it's mine. I own it. And this is the, exactly. this is the story. Mm. No one else. Because they're, they're taking accountability. Yeah. They're taking mm. responsibility. And you're going, okay, if it doesn't work on my head. On my head, yeah. But most people just want to come in take the money, do a lot of walking and talking. Throw it to, you know, they don't want to put work in the world. Yeah, man. Put that. Do that. Produce that. Fuck off. That's very interesting, actually. Very interesting. Cut Edward. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll see what happens with that. Maybe that will fall through again. Um, just two last stories. Um, so yeah, so this was making the rounds also on social media. Um, we talked about Nicki Minaj singles. It, we, we don't have a problem. Um, and it, it do we have it, a problem? Oh, do we have a problem? Or we don't. And the or answer is yes. <laughs> that tells you the investment. The fact that I didn't even <laughs> learn the name. Um, but yeah, the nine minute epic saga that was. Uh, do we have a problem? Um, so the single came out, it debuted at number two at the Billboard charts. And she basically wants social media to say, I don't, she doesn't need a number one because she's number one. Um, it was even made better that she was beat to number one by Disney's We, we Don't Talk About Bruno, which has been number one for the last like five weeks now. <laughs> so, we don't talk about Nikki. We don't talk about Nikki. And she said it was due to the new Billboard rules. So Billboard made it some, uh, had some rules that came into effect in January. Basically, I call it the K-pop rule, where you cannot buy multiple um, <laughs> versions of a single. It all counts at one. So even if you release um, oh, seven versions of the same single, yeah, seven versions of the same single, it counts as one. And you know, everyone was and like, they suppress, ah, and they suppressed, um, they suppressed yeah. merchandise with with um, with. Um, oh yeah, they did that last year. Mm, okay, with, interesting. With Do you know what yeah, I find interesting? interesting? If someone comes to you, if you say, oh. You debut at number two, and they come to you and say, "Well, hold on, let me explain the rules." <laughs> You're salty. Yes. If yes, you just I go, <laughs> "Oh, okay, two. But why, why do I need to read a book on the, the new Billboard rules and stuff like that? I know. Number one or number it's two. because it's because they are salty. Because as Aaron did, the same fans were saying that oh, K-pop fans are horrible. But now that they can't do the same thing, they're like, "Oh, well, the rules are, are terrible." It's like, "Well, can't be one rule for you, one rule for them." This is now a level playing ground. It frustrates me because billboards did this. They did the whole murky thing from the very beginning, in, um, to my mind, because they wanted to create controversy and some stupid shit. How can you tell me, a whole me as a grown-up, 
who we know we've lived through the fact that somebody is one single and it's one thing and then decide oh because of the streaming era we've got to change some stuff mm-hmm. like no yeah, you're I just guess. trying to be relevant yeah it's either you count or you don't count it's yeah. being an account like an accountant you don't go to a company and go oh, oh. oh yes we're here to do an audit but this doesn't count as merchandise but this counts as merchandise when they're both merchandise it's mm. ridiculous and why would merchandise even be part of it or tour things to be part of mm. it i mean come the frick mm. on oh mm. uh, i just remember the second part of the rule was that you can't buy if you're from outside the u.s because of, you know, that thing that they used to do where they had, like, that packs in mm. uh, people in Korea would raise money and then, you know, buy singles here to get mm. BTS or get whoever, NCT, NCT mm. whoever to be, to, um, you know, hit the charts. You can't do that any longer. So it's only because it is the billboard charts for the U.S., not anywhere else. But this else. is what, but the same way did they didn't know this before. No, I guess I... Uh, well, it's I not, think it's this, not like they're retroactively changing anything. Yeah, but this well. is what is frustrating <laughs> because you're going, okay, how was the Billboard charts from the what do we call it? And what were they doing previously? Local <laughs> local songs for local people. <laughs> so local <laughs> songs for local people. <laughs> so well, at the time that the um the, the technology was not evolved for them to know where people were buying stuff from and how to categorize Probably. it and things like that. Or they didn't so it's almost like oh jeez, there's so many problems. Anyway, Nikki is salty about it. And she's angry, okay. And she's like, Well, I'm number one because I'm the queen. She's the queen apparently, so I just Yeah rolled my eyes and laughed. Can I add Um, can I add a quick in Nikki news as well? Oh, is it the vaccine one? No, 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 no. The um you know the the TikTok one. Oh no, you supposed to TikTok. You didn't hear about it? So basically I I think last Last oh, week, for Black History Month. Yeah, last week for Black History Month, uh, she Nikki and TikTok uh, banded together to create a a talk where she would invite the Black TikTokers. I think that's what they call them. Oh, TikTokers. And she interviewed that horrible guy. Okay. No, no, no. It's not that. No, no, it's, it's not, not that. that. Oh, and okay. and so she invited them for a safe space for Black TikTokers to talk about Black History Month with her. And when she put out the invites. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know the full, full story of exactly how this happened, but a lot of white TikTokers got invites. Now, it is, it's one of those rooms, I don't know how it works, where, you know how it works with Clubhouse, similar, something similar where she's in it, there's certain slots for certain people. A lot of white TikTokers happen to get those slots instead of the black TikTokers. And then we're talking, you know, trying to converse it or whatever and a lot of black sisters were pissed off saying well hold on a second this event is for black history month it's for us we're supposed to be and then they said a lot of the white tiktokers said well black history month is for everybody and isn't it a good thing if uh we were here to learn i mean you have to give us the space that, to learn no yeah if you want the space to learn, go to school <laughs> and push back against critical um those stupid yeah. yeah, yeah. The the people were saying, "Oh, you can't critical." Sorry, I'm, I'm just. I know. Off. I know. I'm just and what a lot of black tickers said. One of them that really I thought resonated. was really resonated, was really good, was going. Well, hold on a second. If it's Black History Month, and you know that this event is for black uh, TikTok cre- uh, TikTok creators, why would you take that space away from me? Then, then they give the example like I can't remember what the example was that if it was uh, another random day like uh, uh, an Asian YouTubers day, wouldn't it wouldn't it be weird if um, the news was saying oh white YouTubers um, stormed <laughs> the Asian um, events and took over that that would be weird but you guys won't do that because we say that's racist but because it's Black History Month 
you don't care and you just jump onto our space and take our spaces and some white some white doctors could see that point some of them did go oh, okay that's a good point some of them didn't it's not that they right? just want to they were just there for cloud chasing uh, and this is the thing uh, and i'm going to say this like i'm proud and i don't even really care how people feel in terms of counseling or no counseling i think as black people we need to gatekeep our spaces i am sick and tired of people coming into the culture extracting from it and not putting anything back mm. a lot of the time people just want to be around us because we're cool but they don't want to change the systems or the processes or the policies that hold us back. But they want to actually take from us. And I'm sick and tired. This is about an exploitative relationship from, what, 400 years ago? Mm-hmm. And I think this is what is really, really frustrating. The fact that Nicki Minaj did not even think about that. Wait, wait, because wait, wait. what she felt, I feel, she was focusing more on trying to get to number one. Because why would she do it? Because what she wanted them to do was oh, create so some dances, do all that kind of stuff. So I can get to number one. I think that that's the reason she wasn't very effective at gatekeeping. Because mm. she was thinking more about herself. It wasn't about black people and it wasn't about blackish people. Yes, I, I, actually, I actually completely agree. And I think after the pushback, because I think it was on Twitter and a few other places. And after the pushback, um, she announced that she was going to do... And this is almost like Constellation Pride. She was going to do something special for um, the black TikTokers that she heard them loud and clear. No, she didn't. Now, Wasn't she the one who took Jesse Nelson's side against Leon yes, and Peter, yes, yeah, who's yes, mixed race yes, black? Yes, yes, yes. So, I know look, that. man. I just, want that. I just wanted to culture. state that, if you're going to state that story. I wanted to state that because that was massive last week. Um, and I don't know what has happened with that story, but I did, I did think, yeah, you're right, that there is some mistruths there and some... Uh, some uh, dovetailing with the music... Um, um, promotion, uh, the fact that she didn't adequately um, uh, gatekeep it because it was her event, mm. so she can't because it felt a little bit like she was saying, Oh, it's TikTok's fault, mm. and oh, don't worry, I'll solve this issue for you. Uh, yeah, it, and also the fact that she talked like that showed the anger mm. that lots of people had online because you know how she is sometimes. Um, but, yeah. It's the same way with the whole Ivy Park thing when all these women were black fishing and Ivy Park was still happy mm. to promote them on their Instagram page. I just think, look, we just need to we need to start asking the question: Is this your king? And um, if <laughs> you're not happy with this being your king, change your behavior, change how you spend your money. Wow! Okay. It looks like it's news to you, ma'am. I she looks disappointed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, it checks. Unfortunately, it checks out for me in terms of Nicki Minaj and her behavior. Mm. But the white TikTokers, I'm just like, wow. I know that's it was supposed to be short. Go to your next story, do so. Is yeah, your story? The, yeah, go to my last story. So that story is just the fact that the Oscars have announced that they will be doing um, a fan favorite. Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? A fan favorite movie of 2021 at this year's ceremony. I mean, someone who is quite... Remember how long people have been asking for that? Wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. Is this, is, wait, 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 wait. Isn't, this a Isn't this a reaction to denominations? Right? Isn't it a reaction to best picture? A cynical person will say it is a reaction to denomination. Other cynical people might say it's a way to actually have relevant movies which people have actually watched, you know, featured at this year's ceremony. Exactly. To get more people to watch... Yes. Yeah, because from a social media perspective, people feel invested. They're going to go, oh, Oscars, do this, do that. Yeah, so yeah, they get true. all on the timeline. But hold on. I didn't. Immediately I heard the nominations were out. I decided, no, honey, 
you have a great producer. Do not check the news. Wait to get it second hand. So can you share what the nominations are for the top categories like best picture? So you actually want to actress. know because I thought that because you the last time we had this discussion, honey, you said that you checked out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have checked out, but I the bet. reason is because I need something to, to rail against. I mean, I'm okay. Oh, honey, okay. Okay, um, I can go through the top categories if you want to. But so sorry, you're about to something, did you? Yeah, yeah I, oh, I'm going to delay because I don't think she has it with her I immediately. But, oh, you have it. The only mm-hmm. reason I think why, because actually I think a lot of people are checked out. The only reason um, people are talking about it was because people were expecting certain people to be nominated mm. um, and certain movies to be nominated mm. and you know what let's see what your reaction is okay. just mention please mention best um, picture best picture so okay. best picture best director actor and actress that's all oh, yeah. yep yep okay. that's the overview i've got okay so best picture nightmare alley yeah that's the guillermo de toro movie no, 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 don't, no, no! Don't, don't, don't mention. Just say the movie because that's oh, just, very no, just important. So to give you that context, no, 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 no! For now, just mention the movie because okay. this mm. is why people mm. reacted. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nightmare Alley, Don't mm? Look Up, Dune, Drive My Car, which is a Japanese movie, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, um, Pizza, The Power of the Dog, West Side Story, King Richard, and Coda. That's Best Picture. Best. Sorry, actor. what? I've not heard. I mean, so half I, of those you don't, don't look know, up. Right? We've seen, mm-hmm. yeah, but that's yeah, the power of the best dog. picture. I've, I've heard, heard of power of the dog. Yeah, I've, I've heard not of, heard of power of the dog. I have heard Jane of Campion. What is the dog doing? <laughs> no, it's not my dog. It's oh, a Jane Campion movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's um. What's what are the actors in it again? Um, and Benny Cumberbatch, Kristen Durst, um, and Reese. No, not Reese. Chris Kirsten Dust. Kirsten Dunst, yeah. Dunst. I, I've heard and about it. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It was heavily promoted. I, I, I Where was it promoted? It was I've seen it everywhere. Please. But how can I be on Twitter? A whole Twitter on the internet no, 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 and it's no. not been promoted. Don't worry, that's not important. It has been. Everything else I've not heard of. Right? Yeah, okay, okay. Everything okay. else. I've only heard of Power of the Dog and um, there was something else you mentioned. Don't look up. Don't look up. Don't, and I was like, don't okay. look up. Okay. Okay, okay so honest. director. Director. No, no. Best actor. Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, mm-hmm. Ben Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Denzel Washington for the, the Tragedy of Macbeth, and Will Smith for King Richard. Yeah. Best okay. Actress Jessica mm-hmm. Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Oliver Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Kristen Stewart for Spencer, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, director? Director, let me go best international. Do you want animated feature? No. No, no, no we know it's Disney. Um, director? <laughs> no. Best director? Uh, mm-hmm. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast. Rusuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car. Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. And Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. I'll be I've- honest. Oh. Uh, act, are they actresses? Did we hear the oh, actresses? You, yeah, I told you. Yes, you did. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Nicole Kidman oh, um, okay, so we had actresses, Jones. actors. Okay, well. You want supporting actors, supporting actress? No, 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 no. no. I, I, think, I think I've taken enough <laughs> for the day. I, I do have to say, though, um, for animated feature, even though it's mostly Disney, there's Encanto, Luca, there's Flea, there's Mitchell against Versus the Machines, which we saw on Netflix. But I've not. 
we we watched Mitchell versus Machines, the one that um, mm? they were on her way to her college, but then um, it was like this Apple CEO guy was taking um, his his um, machines were taking oh, over. Oh yeah, yeah, we the did world. see it. We saw it last year. I didn't see it. No, I think you guys may have watched it, but I didn't. No, watch we it all watched it together. We all watched it. You don't remember? We watched it doing the movie thing of last movie year, Sunday. early last year. What happened? Movie Sunday. Yeah, you forgot. Is it the one where John Legend was in it? No. It's with a cartoon. Tegan. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. John Legend was one yeah. of the voices with Kirsten Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's I correct. I don't remember yeah. him being a voice. Well, sure. was it probably. a different one? I do Look, the point, the point is, mm. I, I think this is the thing when we talk about gatekeepers, in terms okay. of, they, they just... It's all over. So if you don't go look for it, you're not going to find it. And then the Oscars now is competing. Because what the Oscars did not understand is the fact that having all these gatekeepers, having things in the cinema and all these types of things makes it easier for people to actually give credibility to whatever your nominations are. Mm. Now it's just a new thing. Oh, you just walked into the toilet at McDonald's and someone's streaming something. Okay, here's your Oscar. So that's how it feels like, particularly we don't look up. Now, what, what, what my, own, my own issue... Um, or, or what brought me to attention to this was that I was surprised. And when I looked through the entire list, um, I think um, a lot of people are going, oh, where is um, the Spider-Man movie in the nominations? Not nominated once for anything, I believe. Mm. Right? Mm. And then there's also two other movies. And then Dune. Um, yeah, I know. There's yeah, two Dune. other movies that should have been nominated and wasn't. What were they again? That I actually... Don't made sense because i was like oh yeah that makes sense it wasn't nominated i can't remember what it was i can't even Not remember the movie, because i heard the Gucci movie was terrible no- um because the that was the oh, doom. The, yeah. yeah no the, no not doing i said the one of the biggest snubs they said was lady gaga for the gucci movie yes but that, yes. i heard that i've heard that she was terrible in that movie and the movie wasn't great so it was just like the fact well, that she was campaigning so hard for it. Yeah, but, but sorry, dudes. If Don't Look Up can be nominated, then I that, agree. That, I agree. the Heart of the Fall should have been nominated. Yes, that was, that was another one. Yes, that, that was nominated. the one I thought should have been nominated was the Heart of the Fall. Mm. Um, but yes, I agree that it's not... I can't even say you walk into the toilet, they're streaming something. You know, McDonald's is streaming <laughs> something. And all of a sudden, it's nominated. Because, for instance, because of the person, how person I am, some of the movies I've heard of and some I've actually watched... Like, I watched The Tragedy of Macbeth, but that's because I'm an English literature geek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen oh, about four versions of Macbeth. We want to watch but that. that's only on Apple. If no, no, sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. I, I think there may be some confusion here because The Tragedy of Macbeth, we've heard about that, mm-hmm. and that's something we want mm-hmm. to watch. And I don't think that has anything to do with being an English major lit or um, um, English I'm uh, just saying, literature I sought it out geek. because I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I think, um, but it's, as you say, it's, it's not something, if it was in the cinema, I think more people would have been prone to go see it. But because it's just like on Apple, and not, Apple TV is not the most, one of the most popular streaming sites. So how many people are going to go watch a black and white, who's going to stick out a black and white movie about a Shakespeare, sorry, an adaptation of a Shakespearean um, novel? Not a lot of people are going I, to I, do that. Sorry, I, don't play. Think, I, I don't think it's about that. Sorry. I, I think... I don't think it's about, oh, the Apple thing or people going to go seek that out. I think it has more to do with the fact that there is a lot. So the same way that I complain about the fact that, well, there's not really good hip-hop music and stuff. And, you, and you've and you told me that, well, honey, there is. You just need to do the work for it. Mm, mm. So I think the, the, this is the same issue where it is that um, people have got to actively 
go look for things that to watch not based on oh it's on apple or stuff like that just more the fact that how do you know what is good when there's so many things being put in front of you for you to imbibe in? Yeah, and you no, don't want to waste well your time. You also don't have access to it. Not everyone. Sorry, what I meant to say, I was trying to say, was that if it was on Netflix, is the more popular of streamers. More people have gone to see Power of the Dog because it's on Netflix. Because people are knowing, saying that, okay, if I'm going to watch a movie now, I can either go to the theater, go on HBO Max, or go on Netflix. If you put um, put something on the other streamers. It's more difficult for it to be seen or heard about. That's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, okay, so it's I not like, we're talking specifically about Apple and Macbeth. So you're no, saying basically no. it needs to be on the most popular platform. But even on that popular platform like Netflix, oh, I agree. most people are not going to seek it mm. out because there's so much content. Yes. And you don't mm. know if... Like I always go, I am not going to waste my time watching something that is no good. So mm. if there's so much and there's mm. no quality control... Yeah. And also, you're not even. And even if you say, "Well, I'm going to pick based on the director," directors can still make shitty movies. Yeah, but yeah. so there's so much competing for your attention. But but hold on. But mm. even though all of that is correct, and I actually think you guys are right. Sorry, that's also far removed from the nominations because okay. the problem here is that remember how the Oscars actually work. Mm. The people who actually nominate the movies themselves have to watch the content. Mm. And what I'm annoyed about is the fact that certain movies like How Did It Fall, like Spider-Man, okay, How Did It Fall was on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. So why was that nominated? No, 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 because I have a feeling that the people nominating are only watching films or shows by the directors that they know. Uh, honey, that's what... So, sorry, so that's watch, my, that's watch my kind point. They would watch honey, honey. Um, Guillermo del Toro no, because no. they themselves have a bias into wait, what wait, they're yeah, going yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That's actually what my point oh, was. My point, that, that's what I was trying to say, that I was saying that, look, you have... These are two movies that... You could actually give an example of three movies. Power of the Dog... How did it fall? Spider-Man. Okay? Spider-Man, phenomenon, everybody fucking saw Cinema. It. They did not no, Cinema did, did not nominate it. Um, and How did it fall is on Netflix, which we know they have because they watched Power of the Dog. They didn't watch it. Power of the Dog, they watched because of maybe what it is and who the person is, they nominated that. It shows how unfair it is. Because no, 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 no. I, I don't think, think that's no, no, fair. No, no. No, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's not about being unfair. I think this then goes back to what Duke was talking about being an English literature geek. If you're a film geek, then you're likely to, and obviously if you're part of the Oscars and stuff like that, you're generally going to lean more towards what your art and your craft is, I think. So no. maybe that's also, why. No, 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 no. I agree, I agree. Wait, hold on, I agree with that. And I also think that people who like to think of themselves as a movie like connoisseur. So even though that they might have liked Idris Elba's performance in Harder They Fall, they'd be like, well, to show that I really understood this Belfast movie that Kenny Branagh, um, you know, directed, I'm going, to, I'm going to nominate that. Or I'm going to go for Denzel. Because a lot of these nominations, are, they're not, a lot of it sometimes is strategic, political. No, no, I'm not, no I'm not saying, I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying mm. that, like, for instance, I can get your arguments with actor and actress because that is very much about an art thing. I'm saying that there's a difference when it comes to best movie and best director. Best picture. Uh, best yeah. picture and best director. I have an issue when they nominate mm. that because okay. best movie, a lot of what they put at best movie shouldn't be best movie. Right? Best, yeah, picture. It, uh, best, best picture. Best picture, sorry. Keep Shouldn't thinking be, of MTV. Sorry, best picture. <laughs> Everyone understands what I'm saying. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to mix it up. But I understand when you're talking about director mm. because you can talk about the person's craft. 
When you talk about best picture, there's a a lot to do with it. That's very political. Yes. Uh, very but they politicized it, and that to me is the problem there. Well, best picture is for the producer, remember. It's, it's not yeah, really for, for the, the director or anything. Yeah, it's for the producer. And also, they have all these stupid... Stupid mm. um, um, what's the word? Categories, restrictions, and requirements okay. that because yes, how did they fall? Came out way earlier than all these other movies came out from, and that is still that still goes against it till today. Because I heard someone talking about how oh you have to release in a specific period. You know how it all comes out in October, November, December mm-hmm. for it to be mm-hmm. fresh in the academy's minds for them to nominate you. But that's ridiculous. What about all the movies that come out before October? Are they not mm. Oscar-worthy? Oscar it's ridiculous, mm. but they keep sticking to the same parameters and the same traditions and the same bias year after year. That is why they're falling out of favor, and that's why people are like, well, fuck the Oscars. So they're doing things like fan favorites to basically try and engage people. To go, okay, here's your chance to vote for the movies that you like. So you can so, get, so you can know... Can I ask, when was that announced? Last week. How, yeah, so how many days after the nominations? Was it a week? Oh, like a couple of weeks after the nomination. Because because I know I didn't even hear about that, and that yeah, is that definitely a reaction. To it was the reaction. They said it was to appease Marvel fans, but I don't know because I know a lot of people are saying that No Way Home should have been nominated, and I know no should have nominated. No, I in think, technical categories I think they, um, as well yeah. as yes, mm, thank yeah. you. Um, the How Did the Four should have been nominated? For me, I think that Soundtrack. the Oscars are missing mm. a trick because oh, popular movies, been. movies that the the Polaris, I don't know. Polaris. Normal people like they don't see. That's why I understand you guys saying that. Oh yes, it's about their craft and what they feel. But that is why increasingly it's becoming more and more useless. Because if the Oscars is supposed to be celebrating all movies, it's not celebrating fucking PhD only yeah, side but, of but something. It's, uh, but it's affinity yeah. bias. You've got to be. Yeah. If I'm going to be brutally honest, it's also because this links into my own elitism as well. Because things that are easily understood and processed by the proletariat, I think, I generally tend to think is not as intelligent because people, if you had to really ruminate on it and really think mm. about it, and then you go, okay, there's a lot more to unpick here. But if you feel it's just so straightforward that anyone of the street is going, mm, maybe it's, like, it's primary it's, level. It's like, it's like, it's because it's meant to be as aspirational. There are reasons why people want to win the Oscar. It's almost like it's that Gucci jacket that you want to buy. It's like, oh, it's so expensive, but I really want it. And it's, it's supposedly the, hand-tailored, exactly. hand-crafted. So you can sit there and say, oh, I can see Yves Saint Laurent's no, no, impact uh, guys, here. Guys, I understand. Yeah. I understand. But the reason I, I, I don't I don't agree with you is because there are certain things that seem easy to replicate. So as an example, I heard some... I actually heard a child somewhere, you, you know where I heard a child, say... Writing the Harry Potter is really easy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it isn't. It is a very popular franchise. So, unfortunately, people now start to think, oh, it's easy. It isn't. Most, I've heard someone say, oh, it's just Michael Jackson. Well, bitch, why don't you try and sing what he did? All it's right. So, it's, so, it's so easy for people to... Look, like, for instance, now, I don't think anybody can do DC, even Disney. I don't believe that they can easily redo what they did with the spider-man movie because not only did they create look at the spider-man animation that was popular everybody loved it it did get oscar nominated it doesn't mean that anyone could just walk about and do another one oh, another no, but that's, of that no, 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 but that's, spider-man that's, movie 
but that got awarded though. That did get the Oscar that year. It, look, no, I, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that that's an example where yes, that was correctly nominated and it beats any Disney movie that year. Okay, this is. I, I think the issue here is the fact that there is an overlap between mm. what is popular and also what is, um, I suppose. What is respected? Yeah, and I'm trying to say that arts. (laughs) Exactly, and what you're saying is basically that sweet spot is where the Oscars should be. Yes. Not so So much much respected. And, you know, oh, yeah, this is prestige. (laughs) And I I, I totally get that. But but that nuance is very difficult. Let me tell you why. When we go watch um, Marvel films, I treat Marvel films with the respect I would treat a Macbeth. Yes. Or the respect I'll treat anything. And you're saying because that they I'm always going, that respect Yes, because to it. I'm going, oh, because when we talk about civil war, I mean, come on. This is Shakespearean. Mm-hmm. You know, this is basically like, um, what do you call it? Like the Odyssey or Ulysses. Oh, mm-hmm. yes, me and my best friend, because we've bonded because you knew my father. And then mm-hmm. I find out that his best friend killed my father, killed my mother. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. That is a Shakespearean <laughs> tragedy. Yeah, that's all this time. Yeah. Now, but, but the fact is, a lot of people who went to film school and mm. were the English literature majors who go, um, okay, no, but it, it's Captain America with superpowers. You'd be like, yeah, but they're telling the same stories, but with different facets and different things. Mm. So I think that is the problem in terms of, no one is saying give Hobbs and Shaw an Oscar. <laughs> we know. That that's a bullshit. <laughs> yes. But I think it's yes. the fact that yes, the Oscars, I agree. I agree. I think anything that is not prestigious hops and show. So there's no nuance. <laughs> and not only that, not only that as well. I, I certainly agree that I think that they are. That actually means that a lot of them didn't watch it. And, and also are just going, oh, it's just a superhero movie. Mm. And that to me is the problem. The problem is that, you know, you... you, you Movies are going to have their um, um, every couple of years. There's going to be specific type of movies that that people are hot about. Like remember the comedies of the nineties, mm. and a lot of them were very good. Yes, it was. It, it like for instance, I do think that at one point Jim Carrey should have won an Oscar mm. because there were some movies that were so good, so funny. But they're going, oh, it's a comedy. Oh, it, it, you yeah, can't it's, give it's like I'm, I, for instance, I don't. I'm not a DC person. I mean, anyone's heard me knows that I go in on DC. But when I watch Aquaman. Yes. I came out of there and I was like, wow. Mm, I was like, isn't it interesting that the only way that this version, this Aquaman could be the true king of the seas was the fact that he had to be able to speak to people telepathically. That's not just about being able to communicate. This is to also know your mind, to know your emotions and get to the core of, of what you are. are, of who you mm. are. I was like, that is so fascinating because they were trying to... The things that I know that some people go, why are you spending so much energy on this? But it's about trying to understand people. And I think a lot of people forget that films are about telling stories, understanding people, and doing a lot more than being entertained. And I yeah, agree that it can be thematic, but you know, come on, that's just how. Yeah, but this is are. human. This is standard human nature, isn't it? You rail mm. against what is popular so that you're in your own little cool spot. I've heard that there's the one critic who's now come out that said, I did not like No Way Home. And he's getting pressed because he's the one person that's saying, I did not like No Way Home. Because everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's an amazing movie. The same guy that came out that time and said, oh, um, Civil War was crap. And everybody, I remember, descended on him like, what do you mean? But that's the way to gain notoriety or to be like, oh, cooler that dab because I'm saying something you all you people are not saying. It's just the way human nature is. You rail against what's popular so that you're, you know, in your own little lane by yourself. So that's how oh. I see the Oscars as and Sorry, the and I'm- in the Academy. 
I'm going to just put a postscript and also for the is it the Emmys or something they didn't nominate um yeah, TV shows yeah um what's that um one in the beginning of last year again oh god what's it oh called? no that didn't win Wonder Vision Wonder Vision the fact that Wonder Vision didn't what win the- that is a fucking travesty I was like what that was the best thing I watched last year that's the best that thing woman and um, what's her name Elizabeth um thingy what oh god oh god Why her? because also Elizabeth Elsing, I'm sorry. She absolutely killed I, it. She, I, was like, I was like, hold on a second. I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand. I was like, what is going on here? But you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's true. What can you do? And this is the reason they just keep um, becoming increasingly and increasingly irrelevant. Yes. Yeah. It's the same way that for now, the Grammys, who gives a shit? The fact <laughs> is, no, it's true. Because yeah, now, agree. when you remove the gatekeepers, I, I do wonder how it's going to come through. Because... I can understand why I keep going, oh, gatekeepers, people need to curate this shit. But I know it has a lot to do with my elitism in terms of uh, what? I, I'm going to go swim the gutters with all the great on watch to then pull out gems? Never. Hand the gems to me on a plate, gatekeeper. It's like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's like you said, there needs to be better A&R. Ugh, they, need to, they need to be we, we, more we flogged that whole so dead yes we flogged it anyway uh that was like my last story um so we can just hold on hold on wasn't they also mention possible hosts no they've already announced the host uh, yeah they've announced the host oh actually yeah was regina hall regina hall yes. Yes. Schumer. Schumer. yes those three and i was like okay I don't know. Ah, I thought it was just oh, okay. And then, um, what does Black Pussy say? Congratulations to the host of the Oscars, Wanda Sykes and Reggie Hall. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I saw, Sorry, so I didn't know that Emishuma was one of them. Oh, Black mm. Twitter is petty as Black Twitter is well. the best. I love Black Twitter. Okay. I love uh, should we go to, to Regina's what? in two years? Interesting. Yeah, because to me though, I think it should be Regina Hall and Isi uh, and Isiray. Yes, I think so. Oh, oh but they, they, they see Isiray too much as TV. That's oh, but Isiray, I was t- I was telling you that the fact that Isiray exists mm. makes my life just happy because sometimes I just think about her and I go, "Wow, Isiray exists." You go. You know wrong. they gave her. She just makes me. The, the key to, to yeah, yeah that's and I saw it. the video. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. look. I just love that woman. Yeah. She's I amazing. Just, just authentic. Just doing her shit. There are people that I wake up in the morning and I send them good vibes. Like yeah, it's Ray. Your day will be perfect today. Good morning to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to only Israel. Israel. Exactly. Good morning to only Israel. Best wishes only to Israel <laughs> and my family and the people I know and yeah. Regina Hall and Regina King. You know, so then so black people that I'm sending good vibes to every day I wake up. I can't wait for rap shit when that comes out. I've never finished uh well haven't had the chance to finish Insecure yet, but I'm sure that will come at some point this year. Mm. Okay, should we mm-hmm. move on to what we watched, read, listened to this week? There were no good videos, so I didn't send you guys anything. I didn't think you wanted to see Sabrina Carpenter. So I didn't I didn't want to <laughs> I, I didn't send it to you. Ah, look, that's apparently the hottest video. I saw, you know, two minutes. I was like, I'm good. And I think Honey will curse me if I send this to her. <laughs> so I didn't send it. Uh, but um, do you want to start, you guys? What have you been, what media have you been consuming this year? This um, so I've been playing two uh, games um, and reading one book. So uh, Love Languages of Children, I'm reading that uh, with a reading partner in our very private, uh, small for two people <laughs> book club. Book club. <laughs> so I'm reading that at the moment. 
um, then um, I am uh, playing two games. I'm playing, uh, yes, I know it's old, so shut up. I'm playing Ace Attorney Spirits of Justice. Yes, Anthony yes, Stamford. exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that would be the, the last Ace Attorney of uh, the series because I think it's the last one before this yes. great detective will one. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm in you the middle of that. You have DLC, and, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have DLC. Um, okay. And I am also playing um, an RPG on the PS5 called Tales of Arise, um, which is this fantastic, beautiful, and very interesting um, epic um, with twists in stories and controlling about six characters, um, wow. which isn't the most number of characters I've controlled. If everyone remembers, that was a game I played, no, where I controlled 24 characters at once. Was that not Persona? No, Persona, I control. Um, yeah, I thought it was eight. Persona. <laughs> no, eight. I, I control eight characters in Persona, and this one I'm controlling six. My record is about 24. Anyway, with this game, really good, reminds me of Persona. Um, but it's the 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 the, um, the game is an RPG, but it's action based. For anyone who's interested, and mm. it's quite a long game. But I think it's bang for buck. It's always Japanese RPGs always take uh, time. Really enjoying at the moment. I'm about probably sixty percent through. Very interesting. But when I finish it, I'll give more of a review. Okay, cool beans. Um, and then TV oh. wise, oh, we okay. have both. Being, Witcher? Yes, we finished The Witcher. Mm-hmm. The Witcher season two. I actually really enjoyed that. I it didn't was, because it was too much. It, because yes, it was very was difficult for that. me to remember yeah. what happens in Bloody yeah. Season One. Because, yeah. yeah, because there was a lot of reference to Season One. So, actually, Honey did make a point that actually, if you're going to watch Witcher Season Two, it might make sense for you to recap either watch the whole of season one which i think might be too much to do or actually go online there are people yeah, who have recapped do, season do one. It. Yeah. so i would do that before you actually watch it mm. and i okay. think we have been watching we started um love is blind love is japan, blind japan. Mm-hmm. Hey! Um, <laughs> that was been very interesting where have you up to uh i think we finished episode Three or four. four? I can't remember. I'm not sure. Can Three I ask you guys something? Yeah. What do you think of Wataru? Wataru is Wataru the um, the uh, the Adrusi. No, no, no. no Wataru no, no, is no. Wataru oh, is the, the, guy, the, the guy yes. who likes to speak English. The American. Yes. Okay, so Honey's Honey sus- suspects him. She doesn't trust suspects him at all. She just thinks he's um you, you actually you put in your own words. What do you what what's your thoughts? I okay, so when um Midori was mm-hmm. actually breaking him down, mm-hmm. I was going, God, you've got him on one. Mm. Because I felt that he he's that type of person that wants someone who has the Japanese part but also the American part. He's looking for Someone who gives him that international flavor. Mm -hmm. And I also think he's not emotionally mature or he's not over whatever trauma he may have gone through in his marriage. Mm. I think, because while Midori was putting the work, I turned to Deji and I was like, when she gets the guy, she's going to regret it. Because girl, he ain't all that. Mm. But she put in so much work, Mm. so much, you know, analysis, trying to get him to look, I am the best one for you. I am not sure he deserves her. I think she's going to put more effort than he is. I am not sure of him, of his intention. But why did you ask? 
we have to you have to watch a couple more episodes and then we can have a proper proper chat about it okay. but i just wanted to hear your impressions of otaru and priya actually priya you told me what you thought of um midori which was my next one but what about priya? I, I i i like priya mm. but mm. i would say that my favorite couple is a cosmetologist the cosmetologist um doctor yes with the... Uh, um the guy who's korean because i love the because Mori actually, minori minori is my favorite of all the women she just came in and said, I'm not doing housework by myself. I'm not, and then she, black and white. And the fact that he was so shocked the first time, I was like, that's my girl. I was like, she, I am stunning. Because I just like the fact that she Me just too, came I out. Like she said exactly how it is. She's mm-hmm. not going to be compromising on some stupid shit. She wants um, someone who's going to be an equal partner. I just thought that was really great. The person I felt really, really sorry for was, um, is it Anora? Um, uh, uh. And the reason I felt sorry for her was the fact that first, what I love about um, Love is Bad in Japan is the fact that they are also very self-aware and they're very conscious of how this will be perceived mm. by the audience. Very out, different from the American Who audience. basically just do some <laughs> bullshit. And also from a cultural perspective... It looked like they were taking this seriously. That, look, when I make a promise, when I make a commitment, this is important. And people would see what it is mm. I've done and the, the repercussions on the outside world. That I like. But, um, but because of that, I felt really, really sorry for you, you know. Because what is quite interesting is the fact that with Love is Blind US, it just felt that people just found maybe three or four people they were interested in. If it didn't work out, <laughs> fuck you, do But in Love is Blind Japan, it looks like people are actually working through and saying, well, hold on. There are plenty of fish in the sea. I've got to work and just find people to connect with. But Ayano, I feel that she... It feels that she feels that if she doesn't make a match, it's a failure. Mm. If she doesn't make a match on the show. And I just, I'm going, no, girl. There are other people out there in the world. This is not the end. And it just... I felt so protective of her because it just felt that she, she wants to find someone she feels that she's not allowed to have standards and she just wants to always be the likable, acceptable, reading the room type of person. And she's not really done the work on herself to say, to be sure of what she wants. So I felt a bit protective of her. Now, this is the first couple of episodes, so I don't know. We could get to episode nine and we find out that people just yawiri and it becomes very American. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know if she's been paired with anyone yet, yeah? We don't mm, know because don't know. Where, we, where we are, that's yeah, why I think we're thinking about someone else. Yeah, we're still yeah, in the pods still in because the, the person I'm very, very suspicious of us, I do not like, is the old man, the 56-year-old man. Yeah, because oh, it seems so very pedigree. Hmm. To me, yeah, seems... because it's like, well, okay, I really care, but I was like, no, you feel, you know, her ego has been bruised. She's been rejected two or three times, and it feels like it's a vulture circling around her. Well, going, well, okay. well, no, no, there's proof of that because to me, it was the conversation he had with the two guys. Mm, that, fast that, that's yeah, that yeah, <laughs> the baseball references that made me think, ooh, this guy because I always get, I'm very, very persistent, determined, very persistent. Good, yeah. I always, I was like, okay, as interesting and it just overwhelmed her and then when i was quoting from the bible passages and i knew she was uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but because she's always it seems like she's so obsessed with being agreeable all Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. that she couldn't actually go okay Mm -hmm. anyway but we'll see because we're just yeah you'll see i i I wanted to watch it i mean get to the same point together so you can discuss it more 
because people I've discussed with their points, I'm like, mm, interesting, interesting what my family thinks. One thing I have noticed, I mean, I've seen this, you know, in other Japanese stuff and everything, but it's interesting seeing it in real life, is that, you know, that they don't like being disagreeable and saying no or speaking their mind. So it's very odd when someone like Minori, for instance, is like mm. very like, I don't do this. And because if you notice other women, when they're saying something negative, they always laugh. Yes. And I spoke, yes. yeah, because uh, I, I texted Rukiko like, are you watching this? <laughs> it's just in Japan. Tell me, tell me. And she was like, oh, yeah, she's watching it. And I asked her about that thing because I was like, yeah, she's, she's, they're always laughing. And she said that always oh, because you don't want to come across as being, you don't, even though you're saying something bad. You don't want, you want to say it like almost like with the helping of sugar, like, oh, you're horrible. <laughs> so the sting isn't as much. Uh, and I just found that fascinating. What time was also interesting to me in terms of that mm. nuance, where he was saying mm. that he has yes. to really think about what the he words. says yeah. in terms mm. of, because for, he said like for Japanese words, you have to be very, very careful to ensure you're saying the right thing in the right way so for and you, instance and you saw the you saw the examples in the show when people would say use the a word, word like someone said like, urge and it was like no no i don't mean it in a bad way and i'm going okay so if i said oh you had the urge you had the determination so it's almost like you have to sit down and basically bring out your thesaurus and go okay these are all the different synonyms which is the most apt which is the most appropriate word to use to match this emotion, to match, and I was going, okay, that's very, that's a very careful type of communication for someone like me who I'm kind of slapdash. What's just come yeah, out of my mouth? It seems <laughs> exhausting because I remember that Chris Broad once said that he asked somebody that, oh, has your cat died? And they'd be like, oh, I know, like I don't know, that like, is it dead? They don't want to mm. say it's dead, and I find that like, why can't you just say it's dead? Yeah. yeah that's correct because i was going to say what you just said isn't quite correct (laughs) because because you are speaking english that's why you said i prefer english because it's actually more direct Mm. and you can find the words you want the problem with japanese is is not just the words it's the intention and it's the way you even use words that may not so that what Tupai said is exactly correct i know is my dog dead is my cat cat dead now in japanese (laughs) that is completely non-committal and it can be confusing to an English speaker going, you're not I'm answering sorry, my so question. And also, didn't you just say your cat died? So it's, <laughs> it's almost like, so maybe you need to, so maybe the Japanese phrasing would be, no, 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 no. I heard you no, had no, a it's, loss, no, it's, so no, no, I heard your cat. No, it's just that, no, what he's trying to say is that. You just say your cat isn't want, here any longer. They I don't, mean, how do you yeah. say your cat dies? No, they, no, they, they don't want to talk about it. That they don't want to confirm it problem. or anything. They so don't want to talk go, about it. Is it? They don't want they to don't, confirm they it. They don't like to give their opinions on things. So if you're like, oh, it's really hot in here. Is it hot? Is it? But isn't that interesting? Because a lot of the men were saying, we like women who like have their own opinions. Ma- they, yeah, I even so, saw that on the Korean dating show as well. So how would you say you want women Honey, who like who have their own opinions, but when they then share their opinions, okay, you don't like that? This is an oversimplification yes. of the culture, but that isn't exactly what they mean. Either. Okay. Because we are converting it. We're translating to English. Into English. The problem is the, that there's so much nuance to the nuance Japanese language. So, language. so the, the beauty about me playing video games from Japan is that we lose, even though I'm playing Persona these games, I'm losing a lot. When we watch um, um, our anime, like um, Naruto, we're losing a lot. The reason why Naruto is so good is that the people who, who sub it, the reason why so is a lot to read is because they are trying to give you as much of what that intention is in the subtitles. When you're 
playing playing certain games or watching certain um, TV shows, the sobbing is bad. Where they, they, it's almost like they're going, okay, they've said this. We need to contract it to something. Yeah, you know th- that's but, why but, interviews with Miyamoto he never does in English because going I'm going to say it in Japanese because I want the Japanese people to understand what I'm saying. But in text. English, it's not that important because you guys may not understand the context. And that is what is interesting. And the reason I kind of get it is because when you're, uh, well, if you're a Yoruba grammarian. Yes. yes. So, for instance, because I've heard my grandfather, my mother, the Yoruba grammarians. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes I speak Yoruba like I speak English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> sometimes my mom way. is going, mm-hmm. you, you're missing the nuance here. There's, there's an intention. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that, for instance, now, if you go to Nigeria and someone says, mm, she's very funny. Now, as an English yes. speaker, you'll be thinking to yourself, oh, oh my God, she's hilarious. She, she's exactly. hilarious. But what a Nigerian means is that there, she she moves in a way that you cannot trust. Yes. Trust. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, but most people will go, oh, okay. So I, I understand it from that perspective. But the difference exactly right. is Nigeria. <laughs> but the thing is that if you're a Yoruba person in Nigeria, the difference is the fact that we don't have, we have a, a reverential culture, but not a deferential culture mm. to everyone. And hierarchies are a bit more permeable and flexible so that's mm. why i love watching anything to do with um, same uh, north korea or japan mm. because i can imagine that Sacred. that it could have been where mm, my ancestors mm. may have actually come from in terms of maybe that's how our culture may have been or mm. maybe not but mm. i like it because it's a lot closer to my culture that i'm comfortable with which is reverential as well you know uh, it makes more sense the fact that for instance sometimes at my big old age i'm going well why are these little kids coming in by my first name coming miss whatever mm-hmm. and but i can't say that in the uk because it's kind of like, oh okay someone thinks she's special because there's a view that oh it's flat it's non-hierarchical so i can yes. understand the norm mm. but there is a hierarchy but in a more in a less structured way yes yeah yes. so yes, yeah yes, so yeah. i i that's also why i'm really enjoying watching it because i'm trying to understand the nuance and for the women who are deemed forward in that culture for instance when i saw prayer plant a kiss on mizuki oh wow mm. and i was like girl because basically that to me is almost like you stripped yourself naked and i just jumped at the guy yeah in, in terms exactly. of my interpretation of the culture yeah that i'm watching oh, yeah, so i just sure. thought okay girls forward man but obviously in my feminist brain for the UK, it's kind of like, that's normal. That's normal. But, but looking at it from a Japanese perspective and some of the things I've gleaned from the culture, I'm going, ooh, girl is fast. <laughs> then Midori yeah. putting in all that work and her analysis that she actually <laughs> broke down. And I was going, okay, is this the norm? But she's supposed to be a bit more um, um, westernized. Yes. And then she also works as a consultant. So she's mm. using her um, intellectual... Um, knowledge to actually navigate her love life so that's interesting mm. but uh minori i is it minori uh, minari minari mm. who's half korean the mm. woman mm-hmm. i loved how she was so 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 direct and that but that also appeals to my western side but even in her being direct she was also trying to ensure that it was flowery direct mm. but i felt she could i felt that in that room she felt that she could be her authentic self that if i'm coming here for love i'm 27 is not like you know i'm at the end of the road so i better make sure i'm making a good match but the fact that the other guy who seems that was paired with that paired with her seemed a bit more reticent in showing his more emotions mm. Mm. but then in that room he talks to the fact that actually he can be quite selfish he can... so it felt to me that 
it seemed like when it says someone who can be by my side and go through life's trials, I think that sometimes you pick people you can be horrible with together and it's not going to judge you. That's what I felt from his. It was almost like, okay, she's clear on what she wants. Maybe she doesn't adapt to societal norms. That means sometimes if, I can, if I'm a bit of a dick and I'm not adhering to societal norms, this is someone who will accept me and wouldn't make me feel uncomfortable about me being either selfish or me having negative thoughts about people. That's what I got. Okay, at that point, and I'm just going to say my thoughts, when I, when I was watching that particular scene, I thought that they bonded. I agree with you, but I also thought they bonded because of they have Korean descent, because mm. of the anti-Koreanism that um, is happening, that happening in Japan. And I thought he was like, oh my God, ik, you know, Kim folk as well, someone that, because usually, you know, some Japanese really hate Koreans. So I think that he was like, oh my God, someone that not only is she, you know, seems to be, you know, forward you know i'm kind of attracted to her oh so she's korean um well has korean descent so but i'm not gonna say anything more yeah we did think you need that to catch well. up that there was some king folk stuff yeah but you need to catch up so we can talk properly because a lot of shit happens um so if i go on to mine is there anything else that you guys yeah, are yeah. watching oh yeah because i've read tons of books but look i don't want to just flood this with the 15 books i've read <laughs> Um, thank you. Look, no one signed up for that, so yeah. I think just mentioned the one that you we should do it. Do, do one because I'm, okay, so, I'm going to do three. Okay, so if I'm going to talk about love hypothesis, Ching absolutely read that freaking amazing. Um, what do we call it? Um, the hitting game, yes, that is a book if you're really yeah. into it, really, really good. Um, then also, so this hating game, love hypothesis. Um, read all three of Helen Hong's um, trilogy. The one I like the most is the one with Stella. I've forgotten what the title of that is. I haven't read it yet. Um, that could be... I think that's The Love Quotient. Okay. Um, there's also The Bright Test, which I enjoyed. And then the last one, which I've forgotten the name of. Um, but not um, some, one I'm actually that keen on. And then this talent, um, Herbert's The Sisters, you know get a life danny you know get a clue and you know grow up so enjoy those two uh, but yeah that's it for me okay uh well as for i've been reading because of honey right i'm reading love hypothesis by hazel hazelwood so good i'm past halfway so i'm going to finish it today i feel quite sad because <laughs> it's, it's always like you know something that's really good and you're like oh my god the rest are they going to be as good and i don't know we'll see so i'm reading that um i had just finished reading um <laughs> god a book by nick martin honey hates the book that by nick martin that she read which is the billion the billionaires wake up call whatever the fuck that book is called oh. um i'd read before you, you you got you gave me the books last week i'd read the hostage bargain which is absolutely shit I actually stopped reading it halfway. It was on. It was free on Kindle. I half. I just was like, nah, and I deleted it. And to scrub my mind of the book, I reread the Virgin Romance Novelist by Megan Quinn again. Got this book about two years ago, and it still holds up. It's still a really good book. But yeah, I'm middle of love hypothesis at the moment. Um, as I've earlier said, I've been watching Love Is Blind Japan. I caught up with it uh, last night. So good. Um, and I'm also watching Love is Blind US, which is wild. Season two, you but mean, season two. Season two. But I have yeah, to I've say, heard about as, a social exper- as a social experiment, in terms of different people and my assumptions about different people, it's very interesting. 
there's a particular character called Natalie. She's Asian American. Seems type is type A. Has her shit together. And the decisions she makes in this in the pods, I'm like, I, it's fascinating. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I think it's Connie wild. Told me about this but character as well. no, I, I think no, no, because there's an Indian American guy and an Indian American. Oh, guy. Indian oh, so you've heard that's what. Oh, I've I've been seeing different stuff on the timeline. Um, someone has become a villain, and I just thought, okay, do I want to watch this? I'll tell you this: if I I'm going to be, when it comes to America in terms of dating, you know, like the married at first sight, this love is blind. I think I I don't like watching it because I feel they focus more on entertainment than actually making a lasting match. I think they need to bring psychiatrists and psychologists in so people can actually make lasting matches. I don't like the fact that it's just for entertainment. People are actually actively seeking love. Mm. They want a partner. Mm. So why not make this into almost like um, um, an opportunity for these people to actually have that? As I'm happy to be entertained, but I want... A, I want a fairy tale happiness at the end of it. I want good lives for these people. And sometimes I don't feel that they're working to give these people a good life or a good match. And I, this is not just love is blind. This is all the married at first sight oh, yeah, and all the other yeah. stuff. For sure. I think people's intentions are important. And I'll say this for love is blind, Japan and US. Um, I'll say love is blind US is fascinating. And yeah, the bit that some people are not to me. There are only three people that are on there that I'm like, I wish I wish the best for you because mm. you deserve more. But um, yeah, I would say you should watch it. It's definitely it's a little. It, obviously, culturally they're all different. Same that Love Is Blind Brazil is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous that they're basically having sex when they first meet on the bridge <laughs> that is love is blind brazil <laughs> so it's it's interesting how the different cult different cultures are represented in these shows that's why i find fascinating about it especially watching both of them concurrently but i would say you should watch love is blind japan because i'm um, sorry us because it's also like okay and there's a black girl on it which are everyone i think black twitter are just like you know can we find this girl like it, it, can we just find her good like can we just everyone just pray for her and wish her goodness because she doesn't deserve the shit that she is dealing with at the moment, but I would say she watches it. pretty good. Well, not good. It's it's. I'm yeah, still, like, I just yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's after, interesting. Um, two years of lockdown, COVID, everything. I just mm. I I want to I want to pull for people mm. to get their happy endings, mm. and these shows don't always give me that. Let me clarify yeah, something, sir. Let me clarify something, sir, because I was thinking about this. Mm. I agree that they need ther- therapists. I also agree with Dupe that there is the intention because I think that the difference between Love is Blind and certain other love shows is, well, any love show or any show like this regarding romance where there's a marriage at the end needs a therapist. Mm. I don't mean, I don't think necessarily for them. happy ending. I think for your decision yes for mental health and for care of making good decisions i don't know if it's right or wrong but good decisions because i do think that and i don't want them to show 
the therapist side mm. i think that they need to at least show that that facility is there mm. and that everybody must go to it yes and mm. it's my is my issue because I, I don't think they need to do that for love inferno mm. but i think mm. they have to do it for mm. love is blind because the one thing that because you're revealing away, so many intimate things about yourself, yourself. And then you no. exactly. people, i mean the interesting thing the very interesting thing sorry that i should have said this about love is blind japan is the amount of people that have been divorced, there's about three people, mm. right, that have been divorced. That was interesting because with Love Was Blind America, I think there was only one person, right, that was divorced. Was divorced. Or maybe even even that person didn't even make it to the mm. couple stage. Yeah. And so, uh, for me, what I'm trying to say is that with, with Love Is Blind contestants, if you have not been married before and then there's a, there's a countdown 30 days to you getting married, I can understand the stress that would introduce and the way you have to you have to choose your partner is very, very peculiar and very specific, right? It's because you've not done this before. You're going, okay, it's marriage. You're thinking about your family and your mm. family. I get that. But if you've been divorced, right? I'm not saying it makes it easier, but it is different. Mm. I do feel it's different. So I think that's a very important thing that in Love is Blind Japan, there's a lot of shame around I've been divorced. I thought that was fascinating. But anyway, I do think that they are missing a trick with the therapy stuff. I really think that's very important because I, I could see how taxing it was on people's minds. Yeah, and also is the fact that, you know, a rejection of, you you know, you being able to do the work as an individual before you navigate that space where you're going to, like, expose your heart, your soul, oh, yeah. all your vulnerabilities to someone else. And then also if someone doesn't pick you, the fact that you're still whole, and yeah. you know it doesn't mean that because of what you've been through or those issues that you're not on, you're undeserving of love and then for the people who then make that journey that they connect with someone they also need to have a therapist to go okay what are your expectations here what are your intentions here how do you see yourself well, navigating this in an effective way and in a healthy way b- because you know i think that's important because also one thing that Dubai, you'll have probably picked up in season two as well that I've seen in America and Japan is the fact that the contestants, when they're unsure about something, I'm not comfortable with the fact that they go to other contestants for and talk advice. About yeah. When they're all competing for... All compete for the, in the same it's resource. Really, so I thought, yeah, okay, that's weird. That and I'm not really comfortable. Important. So, you you know, in the in the Love is Blind Japan, I can't remember the American, but in Love, in Japan, Love is Blind Japan, the boy, the, the you know, the... The twenty-eight-year-old yeah, who I think says that he's you, who, 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 who unhappy went, about his look. Yeah, who went to the other guy for yeah, advice, and I was like, "Ooh, for advice, I yeah. wasn't comfortable because there have been two men, the two scenarios where two different men have gone to each other for advice, mm-hmm. and I just thought to myself, I don't know if that's right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, and then obviously that happens a lot with the woman. The woman is not so much advice, so much about discussion and trying to figure out things, but it's also still competitive so yeah and also mm. the loving band in japan which to me felt unusual to us is something this is the first time i felt that someone most people were coming in to to win yes yes it didn't feel like it yes. was oh, the fact that i come out here with a man particularly for the women's side yes and that is me winning that- and that i did not like because i didn't like the fact that there seems to be a competition that i got him 
when you're going, okay, that is not what this is about because there's no use picking someone just because you've won, but you've not, you're winning on the inside, but you're not winning on the outside. Especially, especially if the end game is marriage. Exactly. That's why I even said to Honey, and Honey was like, ooh, I don't like that. When I said, oh, some decisions might be made to leave the pod with someone, but say no at the altar. Mm, I don't like that. Right? That's what it feels like to mm. two of them for me, but mm. I don't Who? know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you. I'll, I'll have to tell you. I'll tell you who I think. Who oh, thinking. and just a little uh, tidbit. Fikiko told me that Priya was Miss um, Japan. Oh, okay. really? She performed Miss okay. Japan 2017 or something. I was like, oh. checks out. <laughs> She's yep. Very, very pretty. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, that's all I've seen. So yeah, actually, that's. Oh, actually, two more things. The Tinder Swindler. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, a ago. lot of people have been talking about that Yo, as well. Yeah. You need to and watch Did it. you watch the um, Comic Can't Communicate, but just... Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. yes. I finished it actually as like well. I fo- uh, yeah, yeah. It was very, very good. I enjoyed it. Actually, I actually okay. forgot about that. Yeah, Tinder, um, Tinder Swindler. Because I was telling Deji, because I was like, too many single women on my timeline are talking about this. Deji was like, do you want to watch it? I was like, no, I don't want to watch it. Because the Nigerian in me was like, well, sorry, what you've got enemies? Okay. In a spiritual intervention, bye bye. <laughs> you know? That's what most of Black Twitter are saying. That they say, uh, most, not, not Black Twitter, most women were actually saying this, that. They'll be like, oh, you have enemies. Well, sucks for you. Or, you know, good luck with that. And that'll be it. That why you be giving, why will you then give them money? But I, mean, I think it is similar to Love is Blind. If you've been on the dating sites for a very long time, you want to win. Someone comes across, it feels like a win. And then you're willing to suspend your disbelief mm. based on the desperation and the need to have a partner. However, there needs to also be an admission that there's greed there. Because why would you think a billionaire is on <laughs> a dating site? And that not only is the person a billionaire, but they pick to you. Sometimes we need to be honest with ourselves <laughs> in terms of... <laughs> you I need to six. watch it, huh? <laughs> You need to I watch six. I think 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 I or the person that I am in a supermodel class. No, you're not. People need to know their levels. But, you know, people say, oh, honey, you're victim blaming. I'm, I'm just saying no. We can't wow. be deluded. Okay. Anyway, there's a GoFundMe page, but you learn all about that later when you watch mm-hmm. the documentary because you have to watch it. Okay, and on that note, on this victim blaming note, <laughs> there's any podcast. <laughs> right. Thank you, Deji. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Han. Mo. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Bye.